Counterspin Media presents Kelvin Alp on assignment in Operatia Moskva. Dispatch number one. The departure. Auckland, New Zealand. 24 February 2024. Welcome to Counterspin. My name's Hannah Spira and I am so delighted to welcome you all to this really special series um, it's called Operation Moscow, and this is the dispatch number one called The Departure. Now, let me explain uh, as we go on. But first, I just want to say it is so good to be back. Uh, it feels like forever since we've been broadcasting, and so much has happened um, in that time. You are really going to have to forgive me um, and the show for you know being a little bit rusty, um, but hopefully you'll offer us some good grace. Um, we appreciate that. Regular viewers, of course, will notice the big difference that the big guy is not here. That's because he is spearheading uh, this operation and it is the biggest geopolitical story that we've ever covered. Um, Calvin is, of course, um, going to come in soon with some video updates. But just as an aside, our official Counterspin broadcasting is going to return this year and we do hope to bring it from strength to strength uh, with your support. Stay tuned for specifics on that. And if you want to support us, please do go to counterspinmedia.com. Uh, we need your guys' weight behind us. Uh, the stronger you push, the harder our punches are going to be um, when we hit those globalists between the eyes. So now back to the big story and the job at hand. Uh, like I said, this is the first dispatch in this special series and it's just with absolute pleasure that I can announce that um, the Counterspin Sputnik launched last night. Now, wherever it exactly ends up is anyone's guess, but we're all hoping that it has actually reached Russia because that's where Calvin is headed for this Operation Moscow. Now, uh, a bit of the backstory. It all started, um, well, it all really got serious this week, earlier this week, with a phone call in the middle of the night uh, and it basically left us one week to get our ducks in a row uh, to attend a, a conference that was being put on, it is being put on, by the International Russophile Movement. Now, this is the official um, invite, and it says, On behalf of the Organising Committee of the International Russophile Movement, we are honoured to invite you to the Second Congress of the Movement and the Multipolarity Forum in Moscow on February the 26th till the 27th, uh, 2024, where basically repre representatives from all over the world will be uh, invited. And the Congress will be attended by the Minister of Foreign Affairs, the Russian Federation, Sergei Lavrov, and uh, also uh, President Putin is tipped to be there. So that's a bit of uh, the detail around it. Um, going back to Calvin, he did the mad dash down to Wellington and he flew out yesterday from Auckland after he came back with his visa. But I'll let him explain a bit more as he sits outside the Wellington Embassy uh, after the whole job was done. So we're going to roll this clip and then we'll come back. It's just gone midday on the 23rd of February 2024. I'm sitting out in Wellington outside the Russian Embassy. Why am I here, you ask? Well, I just went in and received... A Russian visa. Counterspin Media was invited to Russia for the um, international uh, Russia file movement. Now that's where journalists from across the world have been asked to attend a conference where we'll be discussing many issues, making great contacts, 
and hopefully getting the truth out to the wider public. We know legacy media is bought and paid for. We know it's um, controlled by Marxists all over the world. I mean, they project a lot, calling everyone fascist. But um, isn't it funny as well, the councilman media not only were, are seen to be truly independent journalists who or, are all about facts and evidence, no spin, um, no propaganda, sustained or otherwise, um, and it's actually an honour. Now, I am very impressed with the Russian embassy here, and despite the time delay, uh, two days ago I came down here to Wellington, I arrived late, Russian embassy closed at one o'clock, so I stayed overnight, and the next uh, morning at nine I was here outside, and I went in shortly after, um, given all the instructions of what was needed, they were aware of the invite that our councilman had, um, I then went and completed all the requirements, came back today on a public holiday for Russia, um, where they open up specifically to ensure I got this visa. So um, I'm impressed with their professionalism, um, their organizational skills, and the speed of which they expedite things. Um, the New Zealand government could certainly learn from them. The International Russia, Russia File Movement um, is all about bringing independent journalists from across the world to a central location to discuss, make contacts, and basically find a way to break the back of a legacy media that's controlled across the world. Um, the reason you, so many people out there, are asleep is because they have sustained propaganda day in and day out, being now leveled at them. This is, if you're in an information war, you're in a war on many fronts, whether it's legal, economical um, information, as I said, way through the media, through Hollywood and organizations like that, and some very bad entities are behind it all. Well, this will hopefully go some way to um, smashing that and uh, getting the people the facts and evidence they deserve so they can make an informed choice about what's really going on around them. So I have to thank the one person who actually made this possible. If it wasn't for her hours and hours and sleepless nights of the last three days, uh, despite balancing home, a baby, and all that, that's Hannah. Um, Hannah's done an exemplary job of making sure I got to Wellington, we got the visa done, the tickets are already booked, um, so we are off to Moscow. I'll hopefully be updating on while on the ground um, and bring you more information as it comes to hand. So thank you Hannah, I know you wanted to come with me, um, but you wouldn't leave Storm for even a day for anyone and it's going to be hard missing the little guy, but I tell you what, as you said, the truth will out. and. Um, I'll keep you all updated as we progress. The only obstacle to come next is get out of the country. Let's see what happens. Uh, that video always has me tearing up. But how cool is that? Like Calvin said, and I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly concur, the Russian embassy was absolutely amazing to deal with. And it turns out the public holiday that they were observing, um, I guess it can be likened to maybe our Anzac Day, um, it has a very powerful name, Defender of the Fatherland. And here is a short video explaining the history and the meaning of the day. February 23, 1918 is a day of military glory in Russia. The Defender of the Fatherland Day. On this day, in 1918, 
in the vicinity of villages of the Bolshu Lapatino and Malo Lapatino near Paskov, the fighters of the 2nd Red Army Corps started to fight against an advanced detachment of German troops that were marching toward Petrograd. Upon an initiative by the Petrograd Council, February 23 was proclaimed the Red Army Creation Day. 75 years after those events, in 1993, a decree was adopted in Russia to establish a celebration across the Russian Federation, Defender of the Fatherland Day. The decree stated, paying tribute to the historical tradition of respect for the military labor. Taking into consideration the important social and political significance of the established practice to celebrate February 23rd, as the day for all defenders of the fatherland. For the first time, an official holiday for the military was established with nationwide significance. February 23rd became a state holiday. Yes, for the first time, this day had been celebrated annually in the USSR by all the people. But the document that established the official status of February 23rd did not exist. This date was initially celebrated as the birthday of the Red Army. Then, the title was changed several times. In the 1930s and 1940s, it was named the Red Army Day. In the post-war years, the Day of the Soviet Army and Navy. Presently, it's called the Defender of the Fatherland Day. The Soviet historiography connected the celebration of February 23 with the events of 1918. On January 28, Lenin signed the decree of the Council of People's Commissars for the Organization of the Workers' and Peasants' Red Army. On February 22, a proclaiming decree by the Sovnarkom was published under the title Our Socialistic Fatherland in Danger. A quote from that document. Until the moment when Germany's proletariat rises and wins, Russia's workers' and peasants' sacred duty is the selfless defense of the Soviet Republic against the troops of the bourgeois imperialistic Germany. Once again, Germany became the main enemy of Russia, Soviet Russia this time. From February 23 to March 1, a shock week was proclaimed to create the Red Army. On February 23, mass rallies were held in Petrograd. Moscow, and other cities. The workers were summoned to rise to the defense of their fatherland. This day was marked by mass inflow of volunteers to the Red Army and the start of the intensive forming of troops into detachments and units that were to soon stop the advancing German troops near Peskov and Narva. A year later, on February 23, 1919, the Pravda newspaper published an editorial article about the celebration for the Red Army's birthday. On this day, in 1922, the Red Square witnessed the parade of the troops of the Moscow garrison. In 1923, a congratulatory decree by the Revolutionary Military Council of the Republic was issued for the first time to commemorate the Red Army and Navy Day. Since then, congratulatory orders to commemorate this holiday became tradition. After the Great Patriotic War, in Moscow, the other capitals of the Union's republics, hero cities, and the hero fortress of Brest, they started performing solemn artillery salutes on February 23. On this day, they traditionally conduct solemn gatherings, meetings with veterans of armed forces and lay flowers to the graves of fallen soldiers. 
1995, the federal law was issued dedicating days to military glory and victories of Russia that played crucial role in the Russian history and on which the Russian troops gained honor and respect of contemporary citizens as well as the grateful memory of the descendants. February 23 was added to this list as the Defender of the Fatherland Day. In the year 2002 it became a day off. Eventually, in 2006, it was finally established, as the Defender of the Fatherland Day. And of course, you as the wonderful discerning Counterspin viewers will know that um, it's not only history, but also current affairs that are often di distorted uh, for various interests. So we always endeavour to bring you the stories that the corporate legacy media won't. So that was a great video there, just to give you another perspective um, on, you know, a, a really important day to the Russians. So important that they actually closed down the embassies and yet... I mean, they were so happy to um, open it, especially for us, uh, so that we could get our visa sorted, which was just absolutely phenomenal. So back to the journey at hand. Um, we're going to now look at what happened when we got to the airport. So I'm going to play that video now. All right. You might want to stand in front of the uh, signage there. Yeah, we're just um, here at Auckland Airport. It's just coming up 6 o'clock. I'm going to go in and get processed as soon as possible. Fly at nine, but I want to get through airside as soon as possible uh, in case there's any questions asked. Um, been brushing up on my uh, Russian, of course, to get open all doors. Duh, vodka. That's that's us. I think I think we've got it. Think we're down pat. All right, you excited? Very, actually. Okay. Looking forward to it. I'll try and report as much as I can on the way. Thank you very much, and um, we'll let you go. Yep. See ya. Well, here I am, people. I'm just down from gate 18 where I'll be boarding in about just under 20 minutes on EK449 bound for Dubai. Once I touch down in Dubai, it's about a three, three and a half hour stop, and then I'm on a plane to Moscow. I'll try and report as much as I can at each stop. Um, it's a great evening for flying. Uh, not too much wind or anything. Sun setting beautifully. And um, I came through customs unmolested. I know, surprised even myself. We'll see you on the journey. Okay, you guys are really going to have to bear with me because I'm actually operating the uh, switching as well and the roll-in of the media. So it's, you know, I'm juggling a lot here. Um, but I just really want to portray the, or just really be really honest about how surreal this whole experience has been these last few days, um, but just how exciting it is. Um, you know, we left home yesterday afternoon with plenty of time you know we did that last minute crazy passport check that probably everybody does before they drive off and get too close to the airport and then realize they've got to turn back uh, storm was with us and we had planned to have a really nice family dinner uh, before we got to the airport or even potentially just at the airport um, but Storm started having teething problems he was getting a bit ratty um, and Calvin was just getting itchy to keep moving and uh, start the process of, you know, checking in and going through customs and all of that. So we arrived, you know, with plenty of time, a good three hours so that he could clear security. 
Because he actually had concerns, and I actually think these are serious, real concerns, that uh, the authorities may have actually purposely intended to delay him uh, by asking him questions about where he was going and, you know, the purpose of his journey and all that. But um, it would be essentially to make him miss his flight. So he had plenty of time. Um, and thankfully, he actually got through really quickly without a hitch, um, and he boarded his flight, and he was actually really happy to say that there were um, no people wearing masks, which was pretty amazing. Um, but what he did report was that he, yeah, he did, you know, see people that were kind of keeping tabs on him. Uh, he found his seat on the plane, and he was really looking forward to watching some movies. Um, so... I then took Storm home and I had to just reflect a little bit on that journey home because it just, like I say, just felt absolutely surreal. And now I'm going to play you some of those reflections in this video. So, just dropped Kevin at the airport and all is good. He got through customs, checked his bags and did all of that. And it is now 7.30, he'll be boarding in just under an hour. Um, he's got his visa. What he can't get is rubles. They are a banned currency here in New Zealand. Uh, interestingly, you might like to note that when we tried booking him a hotel over there, going onto sites like booking.com and other sites like that, cannot find a hotel and also the same with flights looking up flights was really hard um, most of those flight search engines just were saying that there's no flights to Russia so Russia is essentially sanctioned as many of you know in many many ways um, and that's why Counterspin Media is happy to accept the invitation to go over there and see what the real story is from their side because of course our mainstream media like the rest of the globalist run corporate media is not giving us the full story so we are more than excited to be going over there and um, who knows who we're going to meet and what stories we're going to find um, but one thing's for sure the truth will out and um, Russia deserves to have its side of the story told just as anybody else we know that this has nothing to do with the Russian people um, and the Russian regime that is currently in place I think has been demonized and I think has been misrepresented in the mainstream media because of certain agendas behind the Ukraine war um, and different agendas with Zelensky and I mean that's a whole other story we'll obviously talk to Scott Ritter uh, if you haven't seen his excellent documentary about uh, the Ukraine then you really ought to go and watch that because it just spells it all out nicely what was going on and still is going on there and what the real story is with Zelensky so um, yeah it's been really hard not to shed a few tears because the reality is um, You know, I mean, there's a lot of bad actors all around the world, in New Zealand, in Russia, all over the show. So who knows uh, what could happen? 
so let's pray for the best and if you're praying kind of person if you're not just send some really good wishes and thoughts our way and hope that Calvin gets back safely um he's only over there for what just over a week um and um yeah he'll be back in no time and we can't do without your support so please 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 this is our biggest mission so far our biggest operation operation moscow uh here we come so please do what you can um get onto our page countersmanmedia.com send us a donation uh, so that we can keep doing missions like this because how fantastic is that that we've been invited over there and um yeah we we get to go and hear things straight from the horse's mouth because we've been trying to get hold of Sergei Lavrov for almost two years now and Russian Embassy has been amazing to deal with like they're just such wonderful people and they expedited the visa recently this week and it was just amazing what they did but they've always been really lovely when we've um, spoken to them about Sergei but of course you know at, at the Russian end he's obviously a very busy man so and you know who's counterspin he doesn't know himself our um, platform certainly is not as big as Tucker Carlson so I get it but hey we're willing to tell the truth that's the main thing so uh, Sergey hopefully Kevin will catch up with you while you're over there and yeah I just wish Calvin all the very best uh, he's just so in his element this is totally his gig I mean I would have loved to have gone it's just so funny how two years ago we just thought it's the Russian side that needs to be told you know there's enough information coming out of the Ukraine enough propaganda being spun about the Ukraine but who's going to Russia and we just would have absolutely loved to be able to go to Russia um, and here we are two years later and we've been given this opportunity it's just amazing and um, I believe in manifestation and I believe in creating the reality that you want to live in uh, with your life so I just um, can't help but think that we've potentially possibly positively manifested something that we've been wanting to do don't tell Kevin I said that <laughs> um, so yeah please get behind us support us uh, if you're going to be following these reports and and you believe in us and you believe in the truth and that's all that's all we can offer is, is bringing you different sides of the story um, as possible as truthfully as, and as you know as honestly as we know how um, because the truth shall set us all free thanks guys counterspinmedia.com I'm really not sure how I'm feeling right now emotions are going here there and everywhere uh, this is just a really exciting time um, to be a New Zealander to be part of counterspin to have you guys along for the ride um, yeah, watch this space as this story unfolds is all I can say. And I did want to mention actually in that piece I discussed uh, Scott Ritter. Many of you who follow us will know that we had an episode 94 called Scott Ritter Dissects Agent Zelensky. And Agent Zelensky is the name of a censored documentary 
that the deep state does not want you to see. So you won't find it on Rum, um, sorry, on YouTube, but I highly recommend it going onto Rumble and checking that documentary out for yourself. It'll be a massive education if you don't know about who Zelensky really is, who's behind him, what's been happening in the so-called proxy war, and what other things they've been getting up to in the Ukraine. Very, very uh, good viewing. Now, that brings us almost to the end of this first de dispatch, uh, part one of Operation Moscow. Now, any of you who have ever made content or you've kind of been in this arena, you will know how much of a massive job it is to set up a production headquarters and get, you know, your production team together. We are again doing it on the fly. Um, you know, the story came out of left field. This opportunity is one that we could not afford to miss. So we are busy behind the scenes getting everyone together so that we can bring you extremely good content. Um, Calvin's wonderful updates that we'll be getting from the ground there in Moscow at the conference. Plus, of course, we want to enrich your uh, knowledge on the geopolitical situation. So we'll be putting it in context for you with interviews and um, other analysis of the way the mainstream media responds and also how uh, the governments are responding around the world towards Russia. So uh, join us, yeah, because it's going to be a great week and we are just so thrilled and our team is just amazing. We want to thank them for all the work that they do. They are just brilliant. We couldn't ask for better people to stand alongside and bring you this information. And we also, of course, have to thank all of you at home because you, the viewers, are what makes it happen. All this content that we provide is put out for free. We don't make you sit through ads. We don't have any big corporate sponsors. So it's up to you guys to actually get behind this. If you value what we do and you value the fact that we're willing to risk everything and put ourselves on the line, we are the most hated media um, in New Zealand. So uh, the government hates us. Corporate media hates us. So it's going to be so fascinating to see how they spin this and how shocked they are when they realize that we are in Russia and we are willing to bring you another side of the story. Uh, of course, what will happen to Calvin when he enters New Zealand on his way home, that will be another story and um, one that, yeah, who knows what will happen. But, you know, talking of the man himself, let's give him the last word. Uh, he's had a massive trip. He's really tired. He's uh, only got a few hours to rest before he's got a dinner tonight. And then, of course, the conference kicks off tomorrow. So here is Calvin Alp from Dubai boarding shortly to Moscow. Stay tuned, and uh, next time hopefully we'll be speaking Russian. See you guys later. Well, I made it to Dubai. I'll be departing from Moscow in about two hours. I'll be boarding at the gate behind me, that's F6. It's a long flight to get here, but feeling pretty good. Looking forward to uh, the conference that's coming up. Uh, we'll be greeted when we arrive in Moscow, of course, and then uh, taken to the hotel. Got a dinner on uh, later this evening. Uh, then, of course, tomorrow the conference starts, accreditation, all the way to Moscow to get accredited. Unlike Jacinda Ardern and her uh, accredited media, which is bought and paid for pushing certain narratives. We have those preconceived notions, we have no agenda to push. We just got to get the facts and evidence and find out what's really going on. And if we can ask some purely questions, I'll be asking them. So, here we are in Dubai. It's a massive airport. Took about 25 minutes by our shuttle just to get here to this terminal. And um, so we'll keep you up to speed as we're going through our journey as much as we can. And um, we'll make sure we uh, do everyone proud.
think it's about time the uh, truth was out and we'll find out the Russians really are as bad as our mentions here say. Under a sneaking suspicion, they're not. But again, we'll reserve judgment until we've been there, spoken to them, and see what this conference is really all about. So I'll keep you all up to date. Uh, two hours I'll be boarding, as I said. In the meantime, I'll go and find something to eat, maybe. Travelex um, could not trade Kiwi dollars for Russian rubles. It's a banned currency, apparently. But um, so I've changed some into euros, and euros will be taken in Moscow for rubles. So there we go. I don't know why they bother trying to sanction them because with the BRICS nations on the rise and the US dollar tanking, um, the landscape is changing. So let's see how uh, world economics fears over the next few months. So I think there'll be some big announcements shortly. So we'll see you on the other side when we're over Moscow. You can find Counterspin, New Zealand's media revolution, at counterspinmedia.com. And now, on the InfoWars Network, at band.video.